Chapter 31 I do not know this person you call Angelina. Stop it. I know it's you. She folded her arms, which didn't help the cause of containing her escaping cleavage. Very well. He called me. He needs my help. He's looking for a doctor. I looked at her costume up and down. By the way, that's the worst disguise ever. I'm a doctor. I studied eternally for my PhD, and I'm widely recognized in my field of expertise. The clothes have nothing to do with my ability. A medical doctor. <laughs> what do they know? A lot about medicine. She doesn't need medicine. She needs me. She needs to be healed spiritually. She's been siphoned by a sucker, and she'll turn into one of them if we don't save her. What's worse, now she's a target. Remember, I said they never stop until you're dead. But she wasn't like you. There's more to purity than inexperience in the bedroom. It's about the heart and the blood that pumps through it. I glared at her. She placed a hand on my arm. You need to trust me. Please, just go along with me. But this is Laura. So, is she so important? I wanted to ask if breathing was important, if the sun rising in the morning was important, if the universe was important. In the end, I answered with a simple nod. It was all I needed to express. She looked into my eyes and smiled. I'll do what I can. You help me, now it's my turn to help you. I edged past her to make my way out. She stood without moving, resolutely stuck to the spot, a sad expression on her face. Are you okay? Yes, I, I, I need to use the facilities, she said, pointing to the facilities. She started to unbutton what remained of her costume. I hurriedly closed the door. A few moments later, there was a flush and she reappeared. She needs to replace the rope. She went back to the bedroom. Now, Vervavi. I indicated the various vials on the dresser that would turn in a multitude of colors. She looked at them and shook her head sternly. That's not a cure, I said. She cannot be cured. She must be killed at the moment of her turning. She looked at me. The instant she is taken to the dark side, you must drive a stake through her heart. Derek looked shocked. You cannot be serious. It's not gonna happen. Otherwise, she will spend all of eternity in searing agony. There must be a cure, Derek cried. No one has ever survived once the turning has begun. There is no proof that anything will work. Proof? That was a strange word to use. She let out a sigh and feigned melodrama into the corner of the room. There is only one thing that can cure her, and it is all mythology. Angelina, the badly disguised medic, raised her finger. And that is the blood of an angel. There was silence. Derek looked at her. Yes? He said earnestly. Yes, the blood. Angelina said passionately. We get the point. How exactly does the blood of an angel cure her? Does she have to drink it? Nine, that'd be disgusting. She raised her hand in front of us. Her fingers uncurled as though she was releasing a delicate bubble. We both stared into her palm. Under the full moon in the markings of the ascent, she must have sex with. She leveled her finger at. Me? Why? It is written. Then her wrists must be slashed in the moment of ascension of desire. I'm not sure the drinking blood is worse than what you're describing. Derek said. She gave him a sideways glance. It depends, she drawled, on how good the sex is. 
She looked at me. And to make sure you are worthy, I will have sex with you first. I must make sure you are capable of completing the act appropriately. All in the name of science. No, I won't do it. Fine, but if her soul is lost forever and she burns an eternity in the Neverworld, you only have yourself to blame. I strongly reiterated with a two-word response my disinterest in conjoining with Madwoman. Are you sure? Do you ever gone? Nine. I'm prepared to risk it. Fine, be like that. Why sex? Derek said. As I said, it's her little death, the moment of freedom from the body, when she dies, she said, raising her eyebrows. Her heart will open and the evil can be drained away. I looked down at the bed. She's hardly in the mood. This is not a dinner date. We are talking about saving the world. There was a pause. I thought we were saving Laura. Ah, yeah, that too. You appeared to be hiding something from us. No one mentioned saving the world. Dr. Angelina, mad medicine woman, looked at Derek and sighed. (sighs) There are stories, fables from long ago that talk of some things like that. She stepped back and I prepared for drama. There is a time coming very soon when an archangel will stand upon the ascension markings in a place of worship. And at his feet upon the altar, two people will join and shape the very future of the world. I believe Lara has been chosen. If she joins with the dark, the forbidden love, humans will end and the vampires will reign. She pointed at me. If she joins with a human, he purifies her and humans will continue on the planet. Whatever the outcome, it will be decided by the two who join. It all sounds a bit suspect and extreme to me, Derek said. Why does it have to be one way or the other? Surely there's some balance. It was probably written by a man desperate for a date. You have a better idea? We're completely at sea on this topic, Derek said. It's not as though it's discussed in the pages of the press. It's a very old and well-known story. Honestly, didn't either of you listen to anything at school? School, I said. Where else do you find open minds that will believe in the possibility of everything? Old minds clothes get stuck in their vase. The world was born of belief. You need to believe you can save everything. She turned to me, not ready to give up just yet. In that instant, the two of you will join together in eternal moment of love. She is your destiny. Something occurred to me. Are you sure it's her? Quite probably. She replied. Quite probably. Okay, I am. I'm not sure at all, but it's been, she's been targeted and she's not dead and that makes her a prime candidate. The dark moon will be upon us tomorrow, and that is about as long as she has left. Sorry, you want to fix it? Then you need to orchestrate events so they happen in the way you want. Join with her, save her, love her at the feet of an angel, and bring a knife. Just say this is true, Derek said. How do we get a so-called archangel? It's not as if you can get them through a wanted advertisement. Phoenix, I said. Who is Phoenix? Angelina asked. I'd related the story of a man who'd lived for hundreds of years that I'd seen die then come back to life. Angelina nodded. I assumed the person I saw after Phoenix died was his brother or some other relative. I didn't consider resurrection. Maybe in a snow dome of a world quickly turning upside down, it was time to give skepticism a bit of a shake. Or maybe it was sleep deprivation. How do we get the angel? Derek said. Angel cake? She smiled. We set a trap. Trap? Derek said. 
How do you trap a, uh, what you call an angel? In a gilded cage, catching the first snows of winter. Angelina replied. Derek gave a deep sigh. Besides the obvious point of it being midsummer and far away from any snow-crested mountain peaks, could we stick with some semblance of the world in which we live? You called the priest, I reminded him. I was grieving and my mind was muddled. You cannot trap a good angel on earth, Angelina said, because it's a heavenly being with powers we humans do not have. It can return to heaven at will. Phoenix, because he has fallen, could be considered a demon that has established residence in a human being. That is only one way the demons are trapped until they're ordered to leave the human being. Exorcism, I said. Yeah. His spirit will leave the dead body and search for the nearest one. He will morph into his old form and stay like that until he finds a new body. Derek sighed again. Besides the obvious point of all this being totally insane, we have no other options. We need to lure him. What about a gilded cage? I suggested. You want a cage made out of gold? Derek said. Gilded doesn't necessarily mean made of gold. It's about representation. It's where you're served and protected. It's about keeping danger out as much as keeping contents in. I know of one, I said. I recounted the story of my time in the tank when the winged creatures had tried to attack me but couldn't get through the bars, even though they mauled the man in the next cell easily. How do we find Phoenix? Derek asked. Where do they live? They always have a lair where they catch the people and do despicable things to them. The grand church on the hilltop, I said. That old church, if it is a church, Derek said. It hasn't been used in decades, he added. I found him there, I said. Did he have some kind of strange artifact there? Angelina asked. I nodded. If it was his lair, you are amazingly lucky to get out alive. I killed him. Nearly. She shook her head. You couldn't have killed him. They only can be killed by an ancient relic or artifact and appropriate religious rites. How do we lure him? Derek asked. What these people want more than anything is blood, life source, and that's what they suck out of you. Not me, I said. I need mine. I'm thinking that with all this activity and the change coming, maybe we don't need to lure him anywhere. Maybe they will be getting complacent. We both stared at her, waiting for a moment of clarity. I hazarded a guess after no further information was forthcoming. You think he's in his lair? He will be there at some point, especially if he's been vacant. You said you killed him, then saw him later, but he didn't attack you. She snapped her fingers. If he's in his healing phase, he'll need to feast to get some life essence and blood. Oh. That's going to be bad. Have you seen one of the rituals? No, of you, I said. No, but I've seen pictures and they're not pretty. She shivered. She blinked slowly and shivered again. Maybe you should see them. No, thanks. I might have a look just as a reminder. She started to look through a medical case. A frown settled on her face as her hands came up empty. Damn, it would have been useful in preparing us. You still want to go, I said. Yes, he will be waiting for us. Let us hope he is weak. Don't forget that. It may be the only advantage we have. What about me? Said Derek. His eyes looked plaintive and pleading. He moved awkwardly next to the bed, lost without direction and application. You must stay with the girl and make sure she stays safe. Angelina commanded. She glared at him fiercely. It's the most useful thing you can do. If her condition changes, call me. I scrolled down my office number and placed it on the dresser. Let no one in. No one. I pointed my finger at him to reinforce the instruction. He nodded. 
Angelina began to pack her medical apparatus away and spoke suggestively to Derek. I crept out into the living room, quietly picked up the phone and dialed. You want Phoenix? I whispered as the call was answered. There was a muffled reply. I rolled my eyes. You know who it is. A resigned confirmation followed. Grand Hilltop Church, two hours. I put down the phone, went back to the bedroom, grabbed Angelina by her hand and dragged her away. Where are we going? Drop the stupid accent. You have no sense of fun or melodrama. You'll like me in a minute. Why? Will there be sex? That would make me like you. I sighed. I ran the plot past her. She didn't seem happy. If I do this, I want sex afterwards. If we're both alive, she added. After a pause, she clarified. If I'm alive, I can practice necromancy on some particular parts of your body if you don't make it. She snickered and muttered something that sounded like raised from the dead.